The following program contains views and opinions which are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody. Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but they have the power to make you smile. Wow. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think, which only illustrates to us that the government and the media has the power to make us pout. Hmm. Life lessons for our faith that we can actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? It's either this or I just go about town with a megaphone on the corner street. And I, I just don't think that's a great idea. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls and more. David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. What? That is so long. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen. And we don't care. But for the next few minutes... I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. You know, doubting. Have you ever doubted the Lord? Why? Why do we doubt after all the grace that he's given us? Why do we still doubt? We need help. Hey, if you've got an opinion, a thought, a comment, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. That just seems sad. We want you to have that opportunity to engage with other brothers and sisters in the Lord. So if you've got a prayer request, great time to jump on board. If you've got a praise report, great time to jump on board. Now, we've tried to communicate this very clearly before. We'll do our best. Again, people that are roller skating by the studio with signs, we are not able to read those signs during the show. However, during the show, you can call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you will end up talking to Amazing Jen. Let me tell you what that's like. That's like stepping into a cool house from a hot outside. Oh, and then you will become... Amazing! There you are. That's what you want to be, is amazing. You can also reach us by texting 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Ready? we got to do the smooth one. All right, here we go. 214-210-8483. Eight, four, 
There you go. Uh, that's the special way. To you should do the that. whole show that way. <laughs> I did a show. I got to tell you, I did a show in San Diego. The entire thing, but the entire time behind it, it hit a. And the whole show, I was going, hey, welcome to the day. I can make that happen. Just tell me. <laughs> I was more talented then. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Anyway, reach out to us by text, either by phone, by text, or by email. You can do that. You can email us. It's amazing. During the show, and I do get those, and people do answer trivia through the email. I respond a little slower, not because you're emailing slower, but because my machine has lost all value. <laughs> no longer is not even worth a dollar twelve or nine or it's not, it's not even worth fifty cents. But it does get to me, so please keep doing that. David at he must increase dot org. David at he must increase dot org. And then we're gonna send you up to the website. A couple things to tell you. I am telling you ahead of time so you are aware we have some schedule changes that are gonna be taking place in September. Don't forget I'm going up to see my daughter and to grab the grandkids and to come on back. So we'll have some scheduling going bouncing in and out. But I know you guys will be patient because you have to be <laughs> that's the best part about it uh, also on the website is an opportunity to give let me thank you for all of you that are giving we really do appreciate it it's a great blessing it keeps us going and we love it you know it just keeps us uh, sustaining and moving forward we're not making bazillions and zillions we're not making any Indians or anything we're lucky if we're making hundreds <laughs> So we're pretty happy about the whole thing. But if you can give, please check it out on the website. Go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Yeah. So that's obviously a rubber band. I'm just making sure everybody stays on track with all of our sounds so you know what they are so that when you hear that sound in the future, you'll go, oh, hey, a rubber band. Uh, I do want to open up with a little bit of prayer. I want to pray for Paul Bolt. He's one of our listeners. He's been going through a tough time lately uh, physically. And we also want to pray for Joy Ann. She's been going through a little bit of a tough time, too. And I know that most of you have had moments that go up and down. Me, too. I'm with you there. But sometimes when they come to the forefront, we bring these people up before the Lord. We pray for them. And we ask the Lord to bring grace and mercy in their situation. And we know that by petitioning on their behalf, that there's people that are petitioning on our behalf. What a man sows, that shall he also reap. So let's pray together, just joining our faith. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and praise you. We worship you. First and foremost, we thank our God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Father, who art thou in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Yes. And we are just thankful to be your children. And now we have our brothers and our sisters who are going through quite a bit, Lord. They're going through a tough time. And we're just asking you in the name of Jesus. We're just petitioning you in the name of Jesus. If you would, Lord, reach into Paul's life, Paul Bolt's life, he needs a physical touch. He needs to be strengthened and revised. And we, we, we literally pray you we give him a revision a revising of what he's been going through so that it's better. I mean, we're just praying for him to be blessed. He went out there, he was witnessing, he was doing great things for the kingdom, and bam, he got side sidetracked, attacked by the enemy for sure. We just love him and ask you to bless him and encourage him. And we pray for Joanne and all the stuff that she's going through. She's going through, got some tough stuff going on with her marriage and things of that nature. And she's got some counseling she needs to do. And we're just praying that she would have peace of heart and peace of mind. Because, Lord, that is where we need to stay, in that place of peace. 
that you give to each one of us as we turn to you and lean upon you and trust in you. Bless Paul, bless Joanne, bless our audience. Some people need healing. Please heal them. Please touch them. If I could snap my fingers and make it happen, Lord, you know I would, but it's in your hands. So we ask you, we offer the little faith that we have. Try to remove any doubt from it and say, please touch these people in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Okie dokie. Artichoke. Again, okie dokie and artichoke, both theological terms for those that are not aware. We are in Psalm 23, verse 1. We mentioned this briefly before. We now come back to it. It is perhaps, outside of the Sermon on the Mount, this is perhaps the greatest well-known piece of literature ever in all of humanity. Psalm 23, and the first verse is the most well-known verse. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Let's start off with a quick identification, understanding how this connects to Jesus. Jesus is identified as the shepherd in John 10, 11. He is identified as the redeeming good shepherd. That's number one. Number two, in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 20, Jesus is referred to as the resurrected great shepherd. Oh, okay. And then number three, he's also referenced as the returning chief shepherd in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 4. So he is the good shepherd, he is the great shepherd, and he is the chief shepherd. He's the redeeming shepherd, he's the resurrected shepherd, and he's the returning shepherd. And the first thing that said, and I know some people like the, the different translations, I like the old translation in this because I get it. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And most of the things that we struggle with have to do with what we want. And that's the problem. It's not that it's bad to have a desire for things. It's just that when those desires exceed our contentment in the Lord, we're kind of setting ourselves up for ouch. That's what we do. And so when it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, and the, the, the other, some of the other translations will, will say, I'll have no needs. It's like, I think it's the same sentiment. I just like the way the King James does it because for, you know, every, every so often the King James version is just... Those things are the best. And it's like, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I'm good. I'm good. And that's a great identification to understanding Jesus as the redeeming good shepherd. I'm good. My shepherd's got me. I'm covered. And he's not just the redeeming shepherd, by the way. He's the resurrected shepherd, and he's the returning shepherd, which means he's coming again. And so it's important for people to understand that where we hang out, where we exist— in this process, is in the Lord. Jesus made it very clear that those who abide in him, and it, 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 who, the word abide means to live. And so you got to think about where do, where do you abide? I abide in fate, Texas. That's where I abide. That's where I, so I, what I'm trying to say is we're supposed to live in Jesus. you got to abide in him. you got to live there. Last time I checked, you got to spend at least you got to sleep there. <laughs> you got to be there sometimes. So the idea behind this is for us to grasp that the Lord is the place to be. The Lord is the place we want to be in the context of it puts us in a position to not be deficient on anything. You know, I'm going to go one extra minute on this because of this one thought I want to I want to say. 
In 1 Corinthians 1, 4 through 7, it talks about that we come behind in nothing in Christ, which, which that phrasing in the Greek, we come behind in nothing, means we're not lacking anything. We're not, we're not missing anything. And that's the exact sentiment that is, is being written by David when he says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You do not have to be in this place of dissatisfaction in your life. The answer might be that you might want, you know, a different job or a different relationship or a different situation. I got all that, but that is all secondary because if we are fully engaged in the Lord, really having a genuine relationship, it diminishes all those other wants and their powers. You come behind in nothing when you're in Christ. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon Experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish, and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, seven grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations, and is a summa cum laude for his B.A. degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree in theological studies and a doctorate in strategic ministry. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? Nah, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. The David Spoon Experience. Again, Dr. Robert Jeffers. Doctor, are you there with us? I'm here with you, David. Uh, I'm so glad that you're here. I got to ask you this question. I'm, 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 you know, I, I get a little fiery, especially when uh, Christians are being accused of things that are uh, false. And it happens all the time, especially in the media. And I think you're, if you remember our very first time we ever talked, I told you how impressed I was with you that you are able to keep your uh, spirit steady. <laughs> well, I appreciate that so much. You're a good friend. Uh, I, I appreciate that. Here's the thing that drives me absolutely batty, which is where I need your help now. Uh, I understand this uh, situation with uh, with Tim Tebow. He was going to do a dedication for you. He got a lot of pressure, apparently, from the media. The media accused you of being uh, uh, homophobic and anti-Semitic, which for me, I mean... It was, it was, I guess when I first heard it, I was overwhelmed. First of all, anti-Semitic is a person who discriminates against or is prejudiced or hostile towards Jews. You've been on that show. Now, this is three time, and I'm as Jewish as they come. Yeah, well, David, I mean, the charge of anti-Semitic comes from saying that everyone, including Jews, must trust in Christ in order to go to heaven. Uh, that is hardly anti-Semitic. In fact, I have a Jewish friend in New York who called me this week. She's not a Christian, but she said, I don't understand all of this, said, I don't believe in 
in the New Testament, but you do. You're simply saying what the New Testament says. And, you know, David, we've said before, you know, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And I remind people, Jesus was not a Southern Baptist evangelist. He was a Jewish rabbi. And yet you look at what he said, what the Apostle Paul said, the Apostle Peter. Here are the three most prominent men of the New Testament, every one of them a devout Jew, and yet they said there's one way to God, and that's through faith in Christ. That is not anti-Semitic. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. I sure like saying that. <laughs> All right, here's your first trivia question. I'm going to give you a hint because it does have a little bit of challenge to it. Supply the missing word... In the song sung by the great multitude in heaven. Okay, we only have, let's see, this is the only supply the missing word one. Supply the missing word in this song sung by the great multitude in heaven. Hallelujah for our Lord God Almighty. And by way of a hint, I'm going to tell you, this is a very popular worship song. Hallelujah. Hey, I didn't say it was good. I just told you I was giving you a hint. Hallelujah. For our Lord God Almighty. Okay. Got to fill that in. See if you can figure it out from there. I don't want to hear about my singing. It's as good as it's going to get. 972-445-0770. What is it that the Lord God Almighty does? Uh, you can also text in 214-210-8483. And then finally, you can send an email, David, at he must org. So on the trivia question, the question really is just kind of straightforward. Uh, it, this is in the book of Revelation, of course, but it's, sung, but it's sung by a great multitude in heaven. Hallelujah for the Lord God Almighty. What does he do? The only thing I can help you with there is there's a very popular worship song, and maybe you'd be thinking, I don't know, weather conditions. That's a good hint. Weather conditions. That's a pretty good one. All right. Let's do (laughs) – Ginny gets pow-pow. Let's do our DNA. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Every day spend time with the Lord. Why? Because you will be better for it. That's why. That's pretty simple. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words ever. Luke 6, 9, 26 says, whoever is ashamed of me and my words, I'll be ashamed of him before my father. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means, guess what? We are not the only person on our personal radar. Sensitivity to the Lord, yes. And awareness of other people, making sure that we are ready to be a blessing. There you go. All right. So the trivia question again. Supply the missing word for this song, sung by a great multitude in heaven. Hallelujah. For the Lord God Almighty. And then the only hint that really is good is think of weather. Get it? Think of weather. That's a good hint. Uh, if you think you know, we got people uh, texting in 972 you can also text in 214-210-8483, as well as send an email, david, 
at hemustincrease.org. All there for you. Let's go back uh, to our text. Um, so we did do some praying for Paul. We did pray for Joanne and for our audience. So please keep my uh, son in your prayers. He's doing a little better, but we just want him to be feeling lots, lots better because he's my son, and I really don't want anything to have uh, anything wrong with my son. So that would be the reason why. And you think, well, that's because you're a loving and passionate and compassionate father. No, that just means I'll have to babysit more. So I'm just trying to get out of that part. Oh, shouldn't I should not have said that. Somebody is ready to answer the trivia question. Go ahead and send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. It's Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing good today. Feeling good and... Uh, just uh, just trying to relax a little in the Lord and enjoy my time in Him. So I'm really, I'm taking advantage of the time. So, awesome, yeah. awesome. It's a good thing to do. Every once in a while, you just got to go, yeah. <laughs> just, just leave it there, right? Don't say anything else. All right, here's a classic. This is a very famous worship song, but it comes off of a text, Hallelujah, for the Lord God Almighty. Right? That is correct, Amundo! That's why I gave the hint. <laughs> One of the ones that got that good some, some of you were like, oh, yeah, that's good. Rings. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent job. How are you doing? How are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. Thank you for asking. <laughs> good. I'm glad to hear it. It's a blessing to hear you're doing good. That's that. See, that's yes, good. Too. Amen. And um, I just was wondering if you would do a special prayer for Susie. She's um, needing some encouragement. She down in the dumpers? Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's pray for her. I, I like Susie. Let's pray for her. Father, we just pray for Susie right now. It's hard, Lord, because when people are stuck in situations, they don't feel like they can get through it. They never feel like there's any hope. They never feel like there's any purpose. And it gets frustrating. And every one of us has gone through that to some degree, some worse than others. We just ask you to put joy into her heart so that she doesn't feel like everything is down in despair. Instead, let her have a garment of praise instead of a spirit of heaviness. That's what your word says, and that's what we pray for her in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you so much, David, and yeah. uh, God bless. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We have a cool audience. Let's just leave it there. All right, listen to this next part, because I wasn't going to teach it, but I am going to teach it, because it is really kind of cool. So it's not difficult for people to understand Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And, the, you know, I shall not want or I, sh I shall lack nothing is some of the newer uh, exchanges. That's fine. I mean, the implication of, of the supply is for everything that's possible, whether it's body, soul, and, or spirit. It is interesting to note that all the verbs are imperfect in the Hebrew. And you're thinking, okay, well, what does that mean? Very nice, Dave. What does that mean? It means that it is unmistakably present but more future-oriented. That is the way that the Scripture is written. You can't change it because people— People want to make it sound good. So when it talks about some of these things happening, uh, it's a, there's a present action and a future commitment. And this is amazing, this little green pastor's thing right here. It says this, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. Listen to this. Listen to this, okay? The, really in the Hebrew is pastors of tender grass, 
And why that's important is for people to understand that does not have anything to do with food. <laughs> as much as you might want it to. No. It has to do with places of cooling and refreshing rest. It is a Hebrew metaphor for all that makes life flourish. So when you say, oh, Lord, you know, he makes me lie down in green pastures. It's like the whole process there is to understand that what the Lord brings us to is this place of tender grass, this coolness and this refreshing. As much as people are you know, thinking, well, that, that probably has to do with food and you know, supplies and so on and so forth. Really, it has to do with the food for your soul and the supply for your spirit. It really has to do with God bringing you to, bringing you to a place where life Life flourishes, that it grows, it gets better. It's 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 all better. And one of the big things that you people miss in Psalm 23 is it is a present psalm, but it is certainly an eschatological or an end time psalm because he says, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever, which is the eternity part of it. But it's great to know that the Lord, if we if we make our home in him, if we bank in God. Oh, I like that too. If we bank in God, not only will we lack nothing, but we will find places of coolness and refreshing that revive us to enable us to go through some of the harder parts of life. Now think about this. That's in two verses. (laughs) In two verses, you find out Jesus is the redeeming shepherd, the resurrected shepherd, the returning shepherd. It's just so good because there's all three passages in the New Testament. You will lack nothing. You shall not be in want. It'll be according to his inventory, not ours, which means it's not based on what our flesh wants, but what our genuine needs and wants are if we were not corrupt. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to throw that out there. And it has an imperfect element, which means that it's current and future tense. And even most cool with it is this understanding that this metaphor of pastures or tender grass or green pastures is a is one of refreshness and reviving and strengthening and rejuvenating. And what is it that's important to understand? He makes us dwell there if we make him our shepherd. He makes us into, puts us into places that will bring reviving and refreshing if we make him our shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Yes, it's like, how cool is that? It's just totally awesome, cool, thank you. All right, so that's uh, the psalm thing. Oh, we're teaching on baptism today, so don't get mad at me. I told you about that a couple weeks ago. Well, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, top of the hour, don't go anywhere. is the David Spoon experience. For this is the kind of high priest we need. Holy, innocent, undefiled, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. He doesn't need to offer sacrifices every day as high priests do. 
first for their own sins and then those of the people. He did this once for all when he offered himself. Now watch this. Oh boy, this is so unbelievable. Jesus is a unique kind of priest. He is your high priest. He is so unique. And you think, well, why? What, what is it that makes Jesus unique? And you already know, well, it's because he's, you know, born from the Holy Spirit and he's born from Mary. So he's fully man, fully God. And it's like, okay, I get that part. But there's something else that we miss quite often. And that is Jesus is undefiled, separated for, from sinners. And verse 27 says he doesn't, he, he doesn't need to offer sacrifices every day like the high priests do, first for their own sins. So let me explain this to you. When priests or petitioners or people are praying on your behalf, every human being has to deal with their own set of sins. It doesn't matter if it's the high priest of Israel. It doesn't matter if it's, the, if, if it's the high priest one year, 20 years later, 40 years later. There is something that takes place. It's the same dynamic that takes place when you spend time with the Lord and you come before the Lord and you thank him and you recognize the grace of God enables you to stand because apart from that, the grace, apart from the mercy, apart from the love that comes from the Lord and the redeeming work from, from Jesus Christ that you receive by faith, that he gives by grace, apart from that, you're a mess. And so when you come before the Lord, you're like, Lord, you know, please forgive me. Please don't be mad. Please, you know, don't chasten me. David said it great. Don't chasten me in your hot displeasure. I don't want to get you irritated. Nah, 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 nah. You see, when Jesus comes and petitions for us, he doesn't have to go through that. He doesn't have to be centered on himself to be forgiven because there's nothing for him to be forgiven. He's sinless. He doesn't need to offer sacrifices for what he's done or for any of the lacking that he uh, would have if he was a regular human priest. So when Jesus comes on our behalf, there's nothing, get this, get this, here it is. There's nothing distracting him in his life. He is only focused on our well-being. 